0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Hey guys.
1: Hey guys. We're just talking about the White Lotus. All right. The best show on TV.
2: Favorite show right now.
1: It's on HBO Max.
2: I think, yeah. It's on it's an HBO show. It's an HBO joint. It's HBO, but on HBO Max. I think it's important to discern between Mm the two. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. It's Truly, if you haven't watched it, it's truly incredible. It's by Mike White, who did Enlightenment, which...
2: Another killer show.
1: But it's like, it's just like a tour de force. And I know that's like a corny thing to say about something, but it actually is.
2: It's an incredible
1: watch. It's like a, tr- it's a descent kind of into darkness.
2: Also, it's filmed at the Four Seasons in Maui, and I went to Maui a few years ago and stayed at a resort next door to the Four Seasons, so I've, like, walked by that. The White Lotus? I've walked by, like, the White Lotus, aka the Four Seasons, and, like, because, like, I did, like, a little hike, and it kind of curves around a cliff, and then when I was like paddle boarding and stuff, I paddle boarded up to like those rocks that the waves are always smashing against. So nice! I get to transport back to a place of Maui while mm-hmm. watching it. And it makes me really happy.
1: Is it beautiful in person?
2: It's stunning.
1: It's like the best hotel in Maui,
2: right? It's like up there. It's one of the best. I mean that whole, I think anywhere in Maui is pretty much the best because mm-hmm. it's like all very resorty hotels. Like, on beautiful beaches. Yeah, I stayed in. But there that ones. area like Kanapali Beach in particular is like it's so beautiful.
1: I stayed in Wailea when I was in Maui. Love. At the Grand Wailea.
2: Oh, that's where I was last time I went to Maui. It's nice. It's so nice.
1: It was like it's huge. Really like <laughs> my dad was like Yeah, it was a lo- <laughs> it was a lot. Hawaii is so expensive. Oh, it's insane. My parents were like Ooh. <laughs>
2: Everywhere is like, it's funny because like right now flights to Hawaii are really cheap. But it really depends on where you go
0: to stay.
1: Yeah. You know what I heard that's like kind of like it makes so much sense, but it's also like a little like "Hmm, societal collapse. And correct me if I'm wrong, Hawaii listeners, but um, I've been told from people who've been to Hawaii that there's like a shortage on rental cars. Because like no one, like especially during the pandemic, like no one was like using them. Mm -hmm. So like you have to like reserve them like way in advance. And they're like really, really expensive to rent a car in Hawaii right now. Whoa. Because there's like a shortage on rental cars or something.
2: Mm, That makes sense.
1: But like, yeah, I don't know if that's like fully true, but I thought that was like kind of a chilling detail about.
2: Yeah. Hawaii, you're going to shell the fuck out to stay pretty much anywhere that's nice.
1: I want to go. I went for like 36 hours a few years ago and it was amazing. Oh, I remember that. It was just a romp. It was a quick, quick hop, skip and a throw across the pond.
2: I love a jaunt to Hawaii. A
1: jaunt to Hawaii. I was there for less than 36 hours and in and out. And it was, it like literally took a year off my life probably, but it was amazing and Mm. worth it.
2: Yeah. I'd love to go back. I have people a family a friend. I have a family friend who goes, and that's how. And he always like invites me to go with him and like all the people that work at his business. Mm-hmm. And I'm gladly take that invitation. But yeah, I'm. I would do a Hawaiian tour, Honolulu. We should honestly do like a cruise, a sub cruise. cruise. <laughs> I'd do it.
1: Like a Kid Rock has his carnival cruise. If Kid
2: Rock can have a carnival cruise, and Goop can partner and have like its own like Wait, cruise what? event, yeah. One of my obsessions is the Goop Celebrity Cruise collab where Goop has like...
1: Does Gwyneth go in it?
2: I don't know. I think it was, it was supposed to happen in 2020, but we all know what happened. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's back now and it's either like a special wellness cruise that you can do. But it, there was a Goop... <laughs> cruise collab with celebrity cruises. So I'm like, where's the fucking sup cruise?
1: That should be a new Mike White show.
2: The, yeah. The,
1: just about the goop cruise. Mm-hmm. Someone like falling off the cruise ship.
2: Cause cruises can also be really chic, but also ex- incredibly expensive and dark. You have to pay, you have to pay top dollar for a room with a view. Like I'm not trying to cruise and look out one of those ports, port windows and <laughs> stare into the sea. The
1: people who have their port windows underwater.
2: That's <laughs> satanic to me. I would be you so. You are asking for a titanic death.
1: I would be so scared if I like looked out the porthole one night and there's an eye looking back at me of like a giant creature. There
2: would be a shark. <laughs> the shark that follows you. <laughs> <laughs> that movie I watched? Your stalker shark.
1: But also like a whale. Can you imagine seeing a whale? I would love... No, I would be so... I'm... I would be... I want to go
2: get like... I want a whale to jump out of the water. Like there was a video on Instagram recently of like a woman hanging off like a canoe. Yeah. And that whale came out of the water. I want a whale to like slap me with its huge fin. I I
1: like whales. I'm all about saving the whales. But like if I saw a whale underwater and heard its call, I would... I think I would have a heart attack.
2: I would have an orgasm. I think... I like feel called to whales. Okay. I feel connected to them. These creatures of the sea.
1: These sweet beasts of the sea, but.
2: They could kill you with one. A sperm whale? Yeah. They could flap you with their tail and like sever your head.
1: A sperm whale can dive to like 20,000 feet and and, like kill a squid and then come back (laughs) up to breathe. I don't. It freaks me out that they can hold their breath that long. And they can, like, dive to the bottom and they're of the mammals. sea. And they're mammals. And they can, like, Like, live. we
2: are whales. We are. We I mean, are distant cousins of the whales. No, I
1: know. But, like, they freak me out. And you're not telling me that if you saw, if you had goggles on and were swimming in the deep, and then looked down below you and in the distance below you, you saw a giant sperm whale, you'd be excited?
2: I'd scream. I'd be terrified but exhilarated. Ah! <laughs> so scary.
1: <laughs> Killer whales also are violent beasts
2: they are not killer whales
1: are like they kill people they'll kill you in a second
2: where i think that they're just like no they will like swimming around in pods
1: no they're evil
2: Okay, Vancouver listeners and like Pacific Northwest listeners, wait in cuz uh, another thing I've w- always wanted to do is take a boat out and go see a killer whale pod. I love I love whales and I even love sharks even though they t- they scare me more than anything. Like they're so scary. Uh, but like I love sharks. I love just huge sea creatures, honestly. And I like sea creatures that can call to one another and communicate in their own languages especially fascinate me
1: have you ever heard of the bloop
2: the bloop mm-hmm. <laughs> No, what's that? is that like a sexual move no it's
1: this it's the loudest noise ever recorded underwater and it- they think it's biological it's like it- and it i'm be- sure it is it was heard across like two oceans
2: whoa cool and i've
1: heard it and it literally sounds like
2: tony just perked up
1: like it sounds like a whale, but like the biggest whale of all time. Well,
2: there's a documentary coming out about like try it might be the same kind of thing where they hear like a sound that they've never heard before, and they know that these scientists are like, we know that it is this one huge whale, but none of us have ever been able to find it or see it. So they like go on a search for this fucking whale. like and Moby the whole Dick. documentary, yeah, maybe I need to read Moby Dick, yeah. am I Ahab? Or Ishmael, call me Ishmael. You are. (laughs) I'm literally
1: Ms. Ahab.
2: I feel (laughs) like maybe in a past life, I was swallowed by a (laughs) whale.
1: Just you walking around with like a bag leg, like a pirate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just I'm trying to get Moby Dick. No, I like cut me foot i love i respect the grandness of these creatures no i do too and i I, just i want to see them up close and personal i don't want them to tip if they tipped my boat and i was able to get back on it i'd be fine with that but i don't want to die at the hand of their fins but i want them to scream a whale song at me underwater to where my hair like blows back
1: i want to get swallowed by a whale shark and then puked back up. Yeah,
2: or just like spit out of its blowhole, or just like ride its blowhole <laughs> up like a fountain
1: at the grove. Or just like no, whale sharks are just full sharks, but they have giant. I want to swim in its mouth and then come back. Out.
2: <laughs> are they big enough to accommodate? Yeah. Okay, cool. Have you seen them? I didn't know that they were big enough to swallow a human.
1: Oh, their mouths are like car washes. <laughs> they're like those like they're like like they're giant I- vacuum cleaners.
2: I would be. Totally cool with being swallowed by a whale. If I was guaranteed survival and minimal, I don't want to get super injured. Like, if I sprain an ankle, that's okay. Or, like, a, Hanging out. a light sprain is fine, but I don't want to get like burned by stomach acid or like
1: digested. I
2: don't want to get digested. I don't want to, I don't want to get bitten. I don't want it to bite anything off of you me.
1: Get, you just want to get, I like just a want, full like, the swallow. just want, experience,
2: yeah. I just mm-hmm. want a full swallow and then, like, a hang in the stomach and be like, whoa, this is fucking wild. Would you do an
1: Instagram Live?
2: Yeah. yeah. The iPhones still, like, they can get underwater, so you could document it.
1: Yeah. You'd be, like, dry.
2: Or, like, half wet.
1: Yeah, you'd probably get service. Right? Yeah. Is there 5G?
2: Remember Jonah and the whale, that biblical yeah. tale? That always felt fa- like I remember seeing one <laughs> like illustrated, like an illustrated drawing of like Jonah in the whale's belly where he had a fire going. And I was like, wow, didn't yeah, know that cool. you could make this whale stomach a home.
1: Yeah. He's like, he camp- really like, he camped, he stretched his legs and he made himself a home and camped out and like prayed.
2: I love, Anyone who drew that was like, and then he made a fire in another creature's <laughs> stomach. And like trying to tell people that that is like what he did. Yeah. I love that. He pr- it probably was like. You can't make a fire in a whale's stomach. You don't know that. <laughs> it's like d- deeply dank.
1: Have you ever heard of the guy like who's, he's like a snake scientist or something and he literally got swallowed by a snake and then like survived? <laughs>
2: I think I have. Did he, he like, get pooped out? Or he thrown was like about in that? a snake,
1: and you could still hear him. Like he was, he still just walking. I don't like, that. It's too, and like
2: It's too tight. He was like, "Oh, I'm inside."
1: <laughs> and the
2: snake was just like, bah. Anaconda like really him. scared me. Oh,
1: Anaconda scared the shit out of John me.
2: John Voight didn't he get swallowed? And he got puked back up, but he was still alive.
1: Yeah, J Lo and Ice Cube. <laughs> J Lo like doesn't have eyebrows in that movie.
2: The she anime was doing was wild. JLo
1: was doing like the cool, like bleached eyebrows before it was like a thing. She
2: had bleached eyebrows in them. She had
1: very light eyebrows. In she that had like movie. a thin
2: like a thin brow. No,
1: it was like it was kind of like that high fashion looking. I I think. Wow. Her and Ben, I'm just happy.
2: <laughs> are, are are you standing? Gingifer Or whatever they're calling them Yeah Benefer. No they're not calling him It's They're calling them Gingimen now
1: Yeah her eyebrows are really light
2: Oh wow She's she looked... So hot She's I like... feel like Kim Kardashian Has definitely copied that look Or has that look oh, like On yeah. a vision board That she's replicated
1: Yeah this is literally Kim Yeah J-Lo's like The most beautiful woman
2: She's stunning
1: her I am like Don't like... know
2: what to make of them I'm like Good for you I'm into You're rich it. and you're hot Like
1: I like it. He's she's his. she's age appropriate. She's older than him. And I think maybe they were always wanted to be together, but maybe she was like I can't be with you until you get your shit together. Yeah. Cuz he was a drunk.
2: Just crazy to think that it's like they both went their separate ways. Had a whole Had marriages, families, like children. completely separate lives and then came back together. The sex must be so hot. Oh. Like, it looks like they just fuck, fuck 24 he looks, 7.
1: He looks more at ease than I've seen him in.
2: <laughs> Which is saying in locks, he doesn't look that at ease.
1: He doesn't look happy ever. He
2: never, He I've never seen him look like pe- at peace, truly at a, in a pace of peace for a day, but he does seem at least like somewhat okay.
1: You know, that dick is like unreal.
2: She makes that dick sing.
1: He's happy as a clam. And you know what? Who when Ben's be, happy, you know who's happy? Jen. Jen Gardner. Yeah,
2: she's, she's like, thank God. She's like, she's like God. he needed. We really needed <laughs> this. She probably writes like Jennifer emails, and she's like, I just want to say, like, I hope that they're in touch. It's I think also they crazy are. that their names are both Jennifer.
1: Yeah, but like when Anna, I think Jen was probably like, oh, she's
2: nice. But cool. she knew that she couldn't handle... She
1: couldn't handle the dark cloud of Ben Affleck. No. And I think the I only think one who can make him... His clouds break up is JLo. lo
2: I don't even think she makes them break up, but I think she just, like, won't put up with them, period. Like, she's just, like... She can just whip him into shape. It's insane that they're together. It's insane. Like, it It, feels- it doesn't feel... Not, it doesn't feel, like... That's why I'm, like, is oh, this it's, real? It's definitely,
1: it's definitely like... I think they like being together. I think think, they like
2: the attention. I think they
1: like the attention, and I think they're definitely like they staged with that his hand on her ass on the yacht. Like
2: someone had a theory that they're recreating every shot for the 20th anniversary of whatever music video they shot like 20 years ago, where it was it was Jenny from the Block, and he was in it, Mm -hmm. and they're recreating that music video that she's going to release. Which I'm like, that's cool and artsy. I
1: think they're legit together. Yeah, I mean, they seem like. I think I truly think she was just like he was a mess, and she J, J- Lo is just one of those people that's like I have my shit She's together. No time for a mess. I don't have time for you if you're like a drunk man. Get your shit together and give me that dick when you're, you know, when you've got your dick together.
2: Mm-hmm. Get your dick together. <laughs> Get your dick said. together. She said,
1: <laughs> and he did.
2: He is. Hey, hey, he J- looks great. Hey, J Lo.
1: He looks thin. He's very thin. She's got him on a diet. Yeah. She's like, no, she's like, no more, more Duncan, fast food. No more fast food. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Anna de Armas was giving you, but let's hear it for Arma. She probably had to deal with some shit too. Yeah. So God bless she her She had too. to deal
2: with Ben when he was a pl- in a place of beleaguered Duncan at the door, like <laughs> which I'm like, I don't, and I had- can't, I can't handle like a really downer boyfriend like that. Who's like so hot, but just depressed. And you're like.
1: And she had to like pretend to laugh at his jokes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Boston boys, and then we'll get into Mob Wise, Mob Wise,
2: Mob Boys, Mob Boys, uh,
1: Mob Balls. Matt Damon.
2: She's starting.
1: She's truly starting. Matt Damon just like out of nowhere just was like, oh, by the way, because he's promoting that movie Stillwater, that Amanda Knox movie. Okay
2: did you see it no but i'm gonna watch it this week i've really wanted to see it It looks good and he's from stillwater oklahoma in that movie which is just 45 minutes away from okc where i grew up and like he's bringing like maga oklahoma energy into Marseille or wherever the fuck he is and i'm here for that cultural clash
1: yeah i but he was being interviewed about because i guess the character that Abby Abigail Breslin plays as like gay in the movie oh love so I think she's accused of killing her girlfriend oh, yeah
2: evil lesbian sure evil shit.
1: lesbian and he, his character like comes to terms with his own prejudices I guess in the movie but she or he was being interviewed by some I think the Sunday Times and which just,
2: weirdly I had like
1: you have a <laughs> subscription to it I
2: subscribed so I could read like one I think it was like some article about Candace Bushnell like two years ago and I was like I gotta read it yeah. and then They literally, like, I do not know how to unsubscribe. So I've been paying, like, six euros a month for the Sunday Times. Six pints. Literally, I do, like, I can't unsubscribe. tried so many times, and they're like, call this number. And it's, like, some (laughs) British number that I would get charged, like, $3 a minute. It's, like, more expensive to unsubscribe than to subscribe. You have to pay, like, seven pounds. You have to pay, like, 30 shillings a month. I am paying, like, six. It's it's not euros. It's pounds. (laughs) Shillings, (laughs) shillings <laughs> five gold shillings to, to get ha- out get out of here with me yeah.
1: <laughs> it's run by a pirate
2: but, but so no, i need to read i need to fucking figure out my login and read this sunday times interview because he really goes off about a lot of stuff he really told on himself
1: and he the, the thing is like he didn't have to reveal this no one would have known that matt damon up until recently was saying the faggot
2: you never need to tell like the thing about like homophobia and racism is like you really don't need to tell anyone that you're actively doing it ever
1: Just, just don't do it you
2: can just not do it or if you've done it and then you've had a change of heart you just stop doing it and then you live your life and you don't need to tell the story
1: yeah it felt very like i'm like just Straight white man, like, I will atone for everything. And he just talked about
2: He's been how... saying fag and calling people <laughs> up like up until like yesterday.
1: He he goes into saying that like up until only recently, like I think in the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, in 2021, recent. he was, he was I would, saying... I would
2: say recent within, like, the last six months. He is was what saying, as, recent.
1: as he calls the gay, the, the F-slur for a homosexual, as his daughter put it, in front of everyone. Just, like, at whim, calling people things, using faggot all the time. And his daughter... And
2: not, like, in a cool, cute no. way that, like, the gays and sometimes me can say. Like, in a way that's, like... A hate crime Violent. in a in a hate crime way.
1: Like Boston Goodwill Hunting Boy. Yeah. Like you're a facket. Like
2: I'm gonna kill you, you
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so he was just living his life saying it, a megastar, an Academy Award winning A-list actor who's been in like every movie, just living his life out loud as a as a straight man, going around saying the F word and like calling people faggots. And his daughter, one of his daughters, he didn't say which one, was so upset about it. She'd had enough, and she took to her computer and wrote a...
2: She left the dinner table. She wrote
1: an essay about why it's not okay to say the F word.
2: And then he was like, okay, fine, I'll stop that. it. And he was like,
1: all right. And apparently, and at one point in the article, he's quoted as saying, like, come on, it's fun. It's a joke. It's like when I said it and stuck on you. (laughs) The Farley Brothers movie.
2: Also, like, arguably one of his worst movies that he's done. A movie that no one in their right mind thinks is truly lol.
1: Yeah, like, no, I don't think, it, like, until he said, I was like, oh, yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and like,
2: I love saying that to his daughters as if they would give a fucking shit. A rat ass.
1: And in the movie, I watched the clip that he's referencing. Greg walks in, Kinnear walks in and plays some, like, 80s songs for his entrance. <laughs> and Matt Damon just goes,
2: you're a fag. And that was the joke. It's a joke! Come
1: on! It's like it's a well-structured joke. So that like obviously like made the airwaves. Everyone was talking about it. And then yesterday it came out. He just did a complete 180 and was like, I never said that.
2: He said he never said that to the reporter?
1: No, he said, I've never called anyone the F word. I've never used that slur in my life. But then... He made it up. Like he's completely gaslighting us right now. It's like, I saw a meme today saying, remember when Lindsay... Called Paris a C word. Oh yeah. Then, that was and then a second later I never went, said that. That's literally what he's doing. But Isn't then that what
2: did he mean in the interview then?
1: He was saying that he'd heard people say it.
2: But he stopped hearing people say it when his but like nothing adds up. It's true. It's Lindsay vibes AF.
1: It's his team, it's clearly like damage control overnight. Like we stayed up all night drafting the statement that he released a variety, but it was like He did a complete backtrack on what he told the Times. And I'm like, wait, but you, the stuck on you thing, like that's a.
2: Like this is a quote from, like this person quoted you. Like Like a journalist recorded what you said. Yeah. And then quoted that and probably had people listen to it and like fact check it. And And then.
1: And then he goes in and expects us all to just believe that he, no, I never said that word. I've never used that slur in my life. I'm
2: obsessed with the publicist whose job it is to like control the damage and the fallout from this being like gaslight the what masses. are we gonna fucking do what are we gonna do i need ideas now and like an assistant, yeah. like what if you just have him say never said And it? she went shut up faggot she goes that's a great idea you little faggot <laughs> go write it up now because send it to matt <laughs> like i feel like a gay man did come up with this like idea just, it has the machinations of just, like, gay mania. It's very just, Roy,
1: Roy Cohn. To
2: be like, I never said that.
1: I never said that. It's
2: either a girl or a gay who came up with that idea.
1: No, I never a said A straight this. man could never. never. They, would just, they
2: would triple down and, like, walk into just a pile of shit trying to, like, argue. Like, a, it's either a girl or a gay that was like, just say you never said it.
1: And here's the thing. People already are forgetting about it.
2: Well, yeah, I mean that's the news cycle.
1: I know, but like he's he'll get away with it. He won't have any consequences, and I mean I'll go still see his movie. I'll still go see his movies. And but I'm like, watching
2: Stillwater this week. I mean, <laughs> but, like,
1: but like it's just wild to me that one of like the most famous actors in Hollywood was just like brazenly going around saying the f word. like front if of his you children. go over to
2: his house, <laughs> he's like gonna call someone up, and like
1: he probably calls his daughter's friends' packets. Yeah. Hey, you little... F- get.
2: Nothing is scarier to me than, like, a angry Bostonian... Dad. Ca- ...calling another person of Because they mean it.
1: Totally. They're
2: ready to... They're... Like, that... When they say it, it, like... It's a threat.
1: But I love... It was such, like, a girl dad moment. Like, my daughters taught me.
2: I just love imagining that his daughters think that he's a loser. And that's, like, the only form of justice that it because there is no rich people they don't there's no such thing as consequences the only real consequence would be like losing money but after a certain point you're so rich that that there's nothing left to lose but the respect of your three daughters and not having like a son that's gonna high-five you and call people is like just his daughter's being like dad you can't say that shut up you fat ass (laughs)
1: Dad, you can't, you literally can't say that word. And like
2: rolling their eyes at him and like making him feel bad. Like that is payment. Justice. That's payment enough for me.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's so like Hollywood, Hollywood will not, like, they're like, we can't lose Damon.
2: No. The crazier thing is, like, I texted you that link to, like, Mark Wahlberg playing, like, the dad of a son who, like, got gay bashed to death or something or Or bullied.
1: He he kills himself for being bullied for being gay. Yeah,
2: and so Mark it's, like, I'm obsessed with the hypocrisy of Hollywood where it's, like, you have – At the forefront, like, at Golden Globes or wherever, it's, like, we're so progressive. Like, we love gay stories and gay people. And, like, that's what's hot right now. So, we're, like, all for it. Like, be gay. Like, live, laugh, love. Just be as gay as possible. Like, we are obsessed. And then, like, really the people they're hiring to, like, tell these stories are, like... Bad straight Bad straight... Violent bad straight men. I mean, Mark Wahlberg has
1: committed hate crimes. Yeah. Like racist driven hate crimes and didn't he you said he beat up a gay guy?
2: I don't know exactly, but there was some article that like listed all the shit that he's done. He's just been like a violent, mean guy who is a bully. Like you would just think that someone had more of a clue? A clue to be like, maybe we just Go in a different direction. No, they don't
1: care. Because he brings people go to see his movies.
2: Yeah. So it's like Hollywood's just full of shit at the end of the day. It is. And I and I appreciate that. But I think not a lot of people understand or like know that truly.
1: No. And like I they think still.
2: Mostly the people that don't understand that are the people that are in Hollywood.
1: Yeah. And I think Hollywood still like. <laughs> I think at the end of the day hates gay people.
2: Oh yeah the gay people are like tokenized <laughs> they're of like of the moment, there only are... just now can you really like get gay stories even like sold and made
1: well, but clearly so many of the leading men are i mean there's definitely a lot of gay oh men closeted
2: in... leading men yeah, yeah women is a thing, yeah, so anyway anywho speaking of unhinged women yeah who probably also hate the gays <laughs> <laughs> no one hates gay the second most the second scariest thing to like a gay hating bostonian white man is a group of italians <laughs> either native italians in the mob or italian americans in the mob are out just hating gay people yeah but uh, they at least are like seem somewhat harmless yeah no they're definitely not
1: I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique, Unique podcast.
2: podcast, The Matriarchs, Matriarchs
1: of Muscatel.
2: Wow, it's wow. another beautiful day in <laughs> Staten Island.
1: Freezing cold December day in Staten Island with. <laughs> slushy, like, brown snow.
2: Staten Island, from what I've learned from watching this show, is just, like, cranes everywhere. Cranes,
1: parking lots, and, like, the drone of the freeway. And a ferry. And a ferry. that just
2: goes back and forth, back and forth.
1: Drita heads to the spa, and it looks, I want to go there.
2: I want to sit on a long couch next to you getting pedicures.
1: Her and her friend go to get pedicures, and they're sitting on, like, a parlor couch from, like, Victorian era. And, like, the theme <laughs> is, like, kind of turn-of-the-century spa where you are sitting on a old couch like
2: a almost like a fainting sofa a a fainting sofa getting
1: your your toes shaped up
2: and she's getting a pedicure with her friend michelle who also is her daughter's dance teacher which i was like this is breaching yeah this is a breach
1: yeah total she's like trying to get her daughter ahead i think
2: it's also just, like, this woman does not need to know the ins and outs of, like, your dramatic life. Oh, my God, Carrie. What? Did you hear what I'm doing this fall? No. I'm taking Sex Unique podcasts on tour.
1: Wait a minute. I'm doing that, too.
2: I know. We're going on tour. We're going on fucking tour. Tickets are going fast. In fact, one of the Chicago shows sold the fuck out. You're kidding me. Well, we added a second. Oh, my God. Head to LarsMarie.com to purchase tickets.
1: That's L-A-R-Z-M-A-R-I-E.com to get yours now.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively
1: searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale?
2: Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription.
1: Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. She's talking again about her husband and she's complaining that he... Broke the news that he's probably going to be in jail for another three years at least. And she's like, it's just never ending. I had, you know, and it's like, it's hot. I had to move around all the time. I had one baby in one hand and a backpack in the other.
2: Like, hey. Hey. I lost everything at 24. (laughs) (laughs) At 24, I lost my husband, my house. I had to move. I went and got a condo. I'm like, how did you get a condo? Yeah, her family. Yeah, someone ponied up the dough for yeah. that con- and i was like michelle is too exposed and has no idea how to deal and is just like laughing uncomfortably at everything drita says wait did we talk
1: about drita's husband that he was part Le- of like this like-
2: he was part of that like the spring of boys or whatever yeah, the spring of boys yeah that he was nabbed I think he was like lower level crime but then they were. they were they worked their way into being part of like a larger crime family but then he was always pulling off like low end shit.
1: Yeah, but they just like willed themselves to be legitimized <laughs> crime and
2: paid the fucking price. Like he's spent more time in jail than yeah. like out of jail at this point and like hasn't been in his kids' lo- like his children basically don't know this man. No. Wait, can I tell you, I started watching Gamora last week. What is it? Truly the best show ever. It's an Italian show. It's an Italian drama about, like, the Gamora crime families in Naples. And it's, like, all mafia. It's, like, oh, super, it's, like, so gritty and dark. But, like, it's so fucking good. Google it right now. It's, a, you have to watch it, like, if you are into Sopranos, it's definitely not, it's not like funny by any means, but it's just like, inc- it's amazing. Yeah, watch it. I'm on season two now and I'm like obsessed. Is, is it violent? It's violent. It's like, it's savage. Like, this is like non glamorous mafia savagery. You love it. I fucking love it. And it's all like takes place in like shitty Naples and like these like kind of. Like housing project buildings where they like sell drugs and stuff, and it just like—is it modern? It's modern, yeah. It's like present day. It, it was like based Sodom on. It was based on a movie that came out in two thousand eight called Gomorrah. and that was based off of this guy Robert Saviano, who was I think part of the crime family and then left and like wrote all these books about his experiences, and then had to go into hiding because he was literally gonna get killed. And the series is based on that movie. So I watched the movie first and I was like, wait, this is everything to me. Like, let's start the series. And it's like, it's incredible. I'll watch it. It also is so interesting because like the way this mafia works or whatever, it's like, it's almost, it's like a parasite or something with tentacles where if you get even like like you're doomed if it even like touches you. It's oh. like you're, if you get, it's like
1: not fun. It's not like, the no, Sopranos. it's not
2: fun. It's like, it's entertaining, but it's not like, it's like you just don't even want to be anywhere near it because the second that you know something like your life is basically over. Yeah, And like, it's fascinating to see how it like weaves itself into like all these different businesses. And like, it focuses on, Various heads of families and them like warring with each other. Oh my god, I have chills. Just it's like a virus. It. Yeah, it's like a virus. Damn. So I highly recommend. It's oh. a really good pairing with like to see like the real like the Italian way and then like the Americanized uh-huh. the way Olive of doing Garden that. Mafia. Yeah, is so. I mean, I think they're probably just as violent, but it's a little. The different. Americans seem like it's like a joke compared to these people. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah.
1: Karen is in therapy, yeah, and she's
2: well. She is a writing coach. Carmela Schiano, Schiano comes over, but
1: she's also like her like life coach. I feel like yeah, and she. I'm like undecided on Karen. I I half think she's like cool and has a good head on her shoulders, and then also, but I'm also like shut up, yeah. Family,
2: I have empathy for her yeah. after like this when she like. When Carmella arrives at her apartment, they sit down. She goes, my father is Sammy the Bull. Do you know him? And I was like, she's so fucking excited about this. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. She's, she is obsessed. Like she wants to be distanced from this and like exploit what it was like to like live in this horrible like lifestyle. But she's also deeply obsessed with it.
2: That's probably just how the relationship with it is. I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, that's like, I'm obsessed. Yeah, she goes. I would never want to be, I would not want to be part of it, but like, I would love to like, interview gangsters or like.
1: You know, for sure. And her, th- and her writing coach goes,
2: mm-hmm. I'm sorry that happened to you.
1: I'm sorry. My fu- Sammy the Bull. Do you know him? And she goes, mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, why do you think we're here? Yeah. Like, we're here to talk about that. Yeah. You said on the phone earlier.
1: <laughs> I go, her dad is literally a serial killer.
2: Nineteen. Nineteen tombstones. That's a, and that's what we know about.
1: Yeah. She goes, she reflects on, like, how the Daily News had all of his victims, like, on a page. And it was just, like, nineteen headstones. And it listed all the names of all the people he'd killed. We know that he's killed. Probably dozens more. Oh, yeah. Like, her, imagine if your father is was literally, like, a, a mass murderer.
2: That's like having John Wayne Gacy as your father.
1: Basically. Except just except he, like, wore a suit. Yeah, he wore a suit. And, and he was I like, had
2: my Tommy gun.
1: And he was charming. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just not as, like, isolated. Yeah. Um,
2: Karen, she does admit, I was glad that she talks about, like, her drug dealing days. Yeah. Because I thought she was just <laughs> gonna gloss over that.
1: No, she, I mean, he, this is why I'm torn, because she's, like, annoying about how she's she loves it. But she's also very honest and reflective about how it's pushed her to like be a bad wise guy too Mm -hmm. She's like i sold drugs and i was like oh she said it yeah ecstasy but like she she's saying how like her even though she knows it was wrong like she tried to do things to sort of like in a self-destructive way to like remain in that lifestyle and get respect from and get respect and she's crying as she's talking about she's like these lives that were just ruined by my father people seem see those 19 names and they don't even like it's like a respect thing. It's like not... It doesn't affect them in the way that normal people are affected by it. Yeah. And she's like, that is so disturbing to me. And like, it's it haunts her, I think.
2: Well, it's such a toxic culture.
1: That they're more upset about him ratting people out than like literally not, almost Murdering. 20... 20 people are murdered. Yeah. Like, those are 20 lives.
2: And also like exponentially negatively affecting the people's lives that knew those victims. Yeah. and Like there are probably, you know, there are hundreds of people that have like had their lives ruined, if not like thousands of people by your dad's like criminal activities. And like
1: her admiration for her dad and like her fondness for him. And like you see her, when she's like talking about where she lived and like where he used to work, like there is such a like nostalgic, like reverence in her eyes, but also on the on the opposite side, of her like horror at him is like it's very compelling. Mm-hmm. It's great. It must. I can't imagine what that's like. No. And then wondering if you are bad. And being like, am I a psycho? Like my de- my parent, or like, is this in me? This darkness, and I think it is. It
2: is to some extent. I mean, yeah. it's like je- passed down, like generation to generation, as like a lifestyle and a way of being, and like a exactly. way of looking at the world. Yeah, it's yeah. like a
1: it's a total like mind fuck, and she's handling it somewhat well, I think, but
2: but a little annoying. It's a little annoying. Carmela gives her- Karen a journal and tells her she's like, I'm going to give you this journal then you had to go revisit your old childhood home and i was just like i need carmela me too <laughs> giving you a little journal a little a little flowery journal Yeah. and being like write down your thoughts
1: she goes you have some homework <laughs> um Renee <laughs> Renee goes things have been quite stressful <laughs> and you see her walking in like the the garment district and down Manhattan. the street and, and she goes so i i did a, she goes so i went to the city and did a little shopping she at some fur shearling
2: she goes to shop at a store called fur source <laughs> racks, like this, of, racks of dead animals it's it, jarring to see like a store filled with fresh fur i
1: know also this was it's the store feels like it's hiding in plain sight kind of yeah like it doesn't feel like totally legal
2: and the furs i think it's like they're not as expensive as they would be designer.
1: No, they're like, it's like rack, off the rack kind of.
2: Yeah, I was really, I was like, what is this satanic store? Renee goes, I grew up on fur. I got my first fur when I was seven. It was a white fox with my name Renee in blue on the inside. I was like, that sounds like the ugliest thing I've ever seen.
1: She goes, someone who doesn't like furs, I would simply say, you haven't arrived.
2: <laughs> Fair. Fair.
1: Everything feels like it fell off a truck in this store.
2: What would you do if you saw a seven-year-old in a white fur coat?
1: I would immediately think they're like the orphan and they're actually like 40.
2: Like I, I mean, I wanted like a rabbit fur coat so bad when I was little and I think I got one, but that, I think a rabbit fur is different than like a fox, a white fox fur coat.
1: is coming for you. They
2: are. Remember, like, you could just buy, like, rabbit pelts at places.
1: Kathy Hilton recently posted a photo. I think she was in, like, the south of France. And she was standing in front of a store on, like, a cobblestone street. And she (laughs) whited out the store name. And I think it was a fur shop. And she, like, I don't think she wanted to get hate. (laughs) You can't. But, yeah, Renee's just in heaven.
2: She goes, she tries on, like, this little red riding hood, like, It was truly like (laughs) red fur. It was like a maroon blood red fur. And she goes, oh, that is so Renee.
1: She goes, that's much more May.
2: (laughs) And then the shop owner brings a one of the ugliest furs I've ever seen in my life. That's like a bright fire truck, red ruffly fur. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The red ruffle. And she goes, I don't know. Because I think the Lynx looks best. And he goes, the Lynx looks best. And the Lynx did. It was very Carrie Bradshaw. But early she was gonna, seasons, SAT. Imagine her
1: walking around with a fire hydrant red fur. I would literally, it's like, it was the most, it was one of the most heinous things I've seen.
2: Not only is the color just like too much, but just the ruffly detail on it. It was like, it was like Annie, get your gun bit of fur. It was like the whole thing,
1: just everything in there felt like murder.
2: Yeah. It was a store of bl- bloodshed.
1: And the guy was very in fabric vibes. Mm-hmm. He
2: was like, yes. He was like,
1: yes, come in and get the fur. Renee bought a haunted be... fur that day. She got a totally haunted fur.
2: <laughs> Karen goes to visit her old haunts and first stops at the Gambino headquarters in Brooklyn.
1: Okay, she goes up to she knocks Again. on the door and she's with her cousin who like probably knows all this, but she's being, Karen's telling, being her tour guide through this like murder tour <laughs> of the, her father. And she knocks on this little row house store and it's like a, looks like a laundry mat or something.
2: Yeah. It's very like unassuming mom and pop shop looking. Like you walk by a million of those types of places in Brooklyn. You and would the, never think.
1: And this very like gruff woman answers. She goes, yeah. And she's like. <laughs> hi uh my dad built this place and she goes he was uh
2: she goes. what's your dad's name
1: he was uh sammy do you know him and the woman's like yeah yeah i know him come on in come on in (laughs) so they go in and and she goes my dad built this place from the ground up i'm like it's literally just like a row home Mm -hmm. a row store like it's not it's very like i would walk by it's any place you walk by when you're in brooklyn
2: she's like i'm right back here and like right back here it's 1985 and i'm just like back in the office she like walks they i was like waiting for she was like guy i love this double mirror because you look in one side you see what's going on on the other she goes, do you
1: love this is a do double, mirror. double I'm like... mirror i love it
2: this mirror and i was like show the fucking mirror they didn't show it no and they walk in like a room with like a xerox machine and viviana or whoever her cousin she goes oh wow and I was like wow I know what are you wowing about like this is just a office
1: it's like an accountant's office or something and she's just like she's like yeah it really brings me back my father really you know in this this is the place where he ran New York City from I'm like okay I
2: yeah guess I guess it's like everything has to be unassuming to some extent because you don't want to draw attention to yourself but it also it's just like <laughs> okay And left wow. Oh wow. Wow.
1: And then she goes over to her old house, which is like terrifying.
2: Truly he He put like a twenty foot fence around the house. And also got a house that was right off the freeway or like overlooking the freeway so he could see who the comings and goings and wouldn't and would know if someone's coming to like murder him.
1: Or it was also so like the FBI couldn't park and he could like drown out the Like, it was literally... Like, you see the freeway going by. Yeah. It's this huge brick home with a fortified fence around it. Like, it's a fortress. And the FBI can't, like, stake out the house or, like... Because a lot of times, they'll, like... FBI will sit in front of a house and, like, watch. Mm -hmm. And very low-key park and, like, listen and just watch who comes and goes. But no one can find a parking spot because it's the freeway. (laughs) It's literally the freeway. It's an off-ramp. It's on the off-ramp. And she goes... Yeah, I would, you know, I would sneak out, climb over this fence and go back into my bedroom and and my father would pull a gun on me and I'd I'd come into the hallway and he'd be pointing a gun and he'd go, damn, do you know how close you were to getting murdered right now? Because he thought I was breaking in and invading the home.
2: Mm -hmm. She goes, then he goes, go to bed. And I was like, can you imagine your father just like pulling a gun and almost shooting you in the head? This was just like a normal night of shenanigans for a young Karen Gravano.
1: She's like smiling about it.
2: I mean, what else do you do? You're like, that is That's some bad. form of like child abuse. Like it's awful. Like it must have been a harrowing way to grow up.
1: No, but, but she like kind of looks like, yeah, it's, you know, it's just sneaking out. It's like you come back in and your father is pointing a gun at you. Because he thinks you're an assassin.
2: <laughs> yeah. She thinks he thinks you're a robber coming to kill him and his family. The whole thing is just like, every... I can't imagine growing up like that.
1: No. Imagining like at any moment you or your children or spouse would be killed.
2: That's kind of the lifestyle though. I would, I would have a heart attack. Like I would You wouldn't... can't go to every single day you're worrying like is today the day that my husband gets like murdered at work or on the street or gets arrested
1: or like my are are my children gonna get killed yeah or will i get killed or will i get killed but i guess don't they have a code not to go after the kids
2: yeah but i think like i mean you gotta that's why i'm like you gotta watch gamora because you realize like there are no fucking codes like people like there is a code but it's the bullseye is ever shifting and like it truly is just like you're sucked into a life of like worry and crime and anything could happen at any moment
1: well i mean have you seen sicario yeah remember when he shoots the guy's kids at the end
2: yeah i mean i think that anything's fair game (laughs) yeah Sicario spoilers. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, that, I mean, that you is know like that...
1: a huge twist.
2: But... <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, it's your own damn fault. Yeah. Um,
1: Renee, um,
2: <laughs>
1: Renee's <laughs> son is so sweet.
2: Renee sits down with AJ to try and make him talk about his feelings about his dad being like a gangster and like essentially missing out on his childhood because he's been in jail. And AJ simply does not want to talk about any of this. And He's like,
1: he goes, he's like, mom, I'm not going to like kill myself or something because I'm upset. And she goes, she goes, well, God forbid.
2: Because I see you you sit there and you have lumps in your throat. And he's like, fine. Yeah. And she just projects this episode. This is where Renee starts projecting all her own feelings onto AJ. And everything she says about him is actually what she's going through. But I don't think she's at a point where she can own her own feelings. So she has to, like, siphon them through her poor beleaguered son.
1: Her son is, like, on the computer signing up for, like, to join the army. And she's (laughs) like, like, anything to get me out of here.
2: And God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) I uh, don't want you. Just One day you're going to. I'm just worried. You're going to snap. And I was like, "No, that's you, Renee."
1: Honey, that's you, babe, that's you. You're putting this all on him, like you are gonna snap. You are, you're, gonna, you're
2: snapping. You're gonna
1: go postal one day. I'm like,
2: gonna. S- I'm like, it's happening. Your
1: son is chill. Yeah, He's just like looking at porn on his computer, like any teen. other teen.
2: He's like, I cry, for, get upset for five minutes, and then it's over. And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> I'd see you with the lumps in your throat! You got lumps in your throat! I know when you're sad. She's (laughs) like
1: a Caroline she's chaotic, good Caroline Manzo.
2: Yeah, it's too chaotic. I'm like, Renee, you need to go back to your therapist, Queen. You've got lumps in your throat! I see
0: them!
1: (laughs) He's like, I'm good. And then he like Doesn't he leave Oh no, that's later. No, that's
2: later. We cut to Drita and Aaliyah making a scrapbook for Lee. Sorry. It's really putting kids in a bad position. Sorry, I mean to
1: interrupt you, but like the episode is just like full of parents traumatizing their children. <laughs> it was it was a little too dark for me this episode.
2: It took a lot of turns and like I just don't uh, imagining this little girl Aaliyah, like making a scrapbook for her father and like having to write a letter and like experience these emotions while there's you know there's like a camera crew of adults around like close up on her fate and i'm just like this is not like a child shouldn't have to be put through that
1: mind you a wine scene company yeah production <laughs> but uh she's um She's like, I don't want, I'm just like, Drita, you're forcing your daughter to write a letter to this man that she doesn't know. Yeah. She's, and that I,
2: it does give her like a lot of sad emotions because it is her dad who's like not a part of her life because he's chosen a life of crime over like being there for his family. And like she the even says. Of, of, under of, the
1: guise of I'm doing this for my family. Yeah. It's so
2: twisted. And she's like, Aaliyah, do you want to go visit daddy? And she's like, no, I don't like that. To travel far and like me, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, basically, like she just doesn't. She's she like does not want to go see her dad in jail, and I don't blame her. It sounds like a real drag.
1: Yeah, it's she's trying to. She has boundaries, which I think is kind of cool. She's protecting herself.
2: Then we cut to the crux of this episode.
1: A huge mafia bus, guys.
2: The FBI has had 127 people charged, 16 indictments. It's the one of the biggest, best in the FBI history of mm-hmm. the mafia. And we get to Renee screaming at AJ to turn on the TV. It's probably like 7 a.m.
1: Yeah, news. She goes, she I got a phone call this morning at 5 a.m. about Junior getting arrested. And then... And then AJ says something like, oh, mom. And she goes, don't get fucking nasty. Don't get
2: fucking nasty. Don't get fucking nasty. You turn on the TV. Turn on the TV. Oh, here it is.
1: 127. This is it.
2: I just heard she's starting. This is it. Immediately she's starting material. Renee's chaining Sigs indoors. Oh, yeah. That's a sure sign of starting. Sobbing.
1: I bet I was thinking, though, her house probably smelled good. Like, cigs and, like, flowers.
2: It's, like, Yankee candles and cigarettes. Yeah.
1: I could smell it.
2: I just was, like, you know that her emotions probably weren't this heightened pre-camera crew arrival. (laughs) And, like, they, they were, it's, like, also, this is your life. Like, at a certain point, you don't have these, like, crazy emotions because you're, like, well, I've been through this 20 times. Like, here we go again. Like, this is annoying, but, like, whatever. And, like aj just having to watch his mother like become positively unraveled over the chords in the morning i was like i feel for this young kid
1: also her sister is behind the camera filming
2: (laughs) oh yeah so your whole family it just like is erupting in like orchestrated chaos don't get fucking nasty turn on the tv te- how do you turn on the tv how do you turn it on it's like you know how to turn it on like just calm down renee is on the phone with sarah jr's girlfriend and i was like renee loves this drama oh like she's a person who thrives like simultaneously like she she couldn't be happier this is her life force it,
1: it's her life's work it in boasts- this moment
2: it both destroys her and builds her up at the same time, but yeah. she is like, this is the gasoline that like makes the Renee machine function.
1: She loves it. She feels like, you know, injustice at the idea of like a criminal being like like her ex husband like, being arrested.
2: Like at five a.m.
1: She loves it. Ah, oh, I got the. F- it's she goes.
2: Oh, I've been through this before. She goes. I got a 16-year-old here that's got lumps in his throat, in his stomach. In his stomach. I was like, what are you talking He's fine. He's sitting in the corner laughing at you. She goes, there's no bail. I have nothing. What do I do? And, like, it's like, she's like.
1: Absolutely insane.
2: Trying to call a lawyer. She then calls Carla.
1: Carla's like, <laughs> she's like, honey, who fucking cares? Like. Get move on. She basically tells her to move on. <laughs>
2: Carla's at the gym and unbothered.
1: Carla's like, Hey, she basically says what we just said. She's like, You've been through this so many times, like, s- stop caring so much. This is what's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. And also, you're divorced, like, it's no longer your problem. Yeah, like, you legally extracted yourself from the situation. So, like, you're causing more drama by getting, like, fired up about it. And I love Renee goes full mafia wife with on the phone with car. She goes, nobody saw it coming. Everyone knows when they pinch on Thursdays. Not today. 5.30 in the morning, they come. Busting yeah. down the doors, taking him away. I don't know where he is.
1: Yeah, it's like he's not your responsibility. Yeah. You're choosing to be worked up about someone that you're not together with.
2: And you're making it worse.
1: You should. Your priority should be to keep your your child that you have together calm and not make it about yourself. Make and, it about AJ. Yeah.
2: And be and, like, looks like daddy's in some trouble again. Like, let's yeah. go get some ice cream later. Yeah. And like, like don't I'll take you freak out, to,
1: out. Yeah. I'll take you out to dinner tonight. We can go see a movie. Like, maybe stay home from school today. Yeah. Just take the day. Like, we'll just chill. And if you're upset because, like, you're still, like, fond of this person, like, that's fine. But, like, keep it together for your kid. Especially at this point when you've... I've been through this show, you know, song and dance. Here we go again. Here we go again. (laughs) Been through this song and dance before. And then she chases AJ.
2: She goes, well, because she's like, Carla, I need you. Can you come over? And Carla's like, I got to go home and shower. And, like, I'll see you, like, later today. But I got to, like, finish working out and, like, do my thing. And then it cuts to Renee, tears streaming down her face, scream. AJ's like standing like o- across the room kind of like, la- like with an incredulous look on his face. Like he knows his mom is like unhinged. And she goes, your father never stopped being in love with me because I put up with all his shit. I need therapy five days a week. No, 10 days a week. But not even 10 days in a week. <laughs> And then he's like, I gotta know. He like goes
1: it, AJ's like, hey, I gotta go like <laughs>
2: You can't deal anymore. Dupe. He's like, this woman has gone like yeah. off the fucking rails.
1: He's like, Mom, I'm gonna go do like heroin in my room. Like just, stay away from me. So she chases him. She's
0: please, please, AJ.
2: Don't leave me! Please don't walk away from me, AJ. Please! <laughs> please
0: don't walk away
2: from
1: me now. And he's like, "Mom, I'm gonna go. Like, I need to go be by myself." She
2: goes, "What can I do? What can what I can do to I make do? you stay? I'll make, stop crying. I'll stop crying. Just don't leave me here and alone." I was just like, "This is abusive behavior." He like he's like
1: shouting over the banister. He's like, "Mom, stop! Mom, leave me alone!" Like,
2: just, you can't do that to a kid.
1: No, especially she, it's his dad.
2: Yeah, you gotta just. Stop! like I was getting like hereditary vibes at this point
1: don't leave me
2: alone don't leave me and then she goes yeah she switches tactics at this point and she's like well my pleading and crying is like driving him away so then she's like maybe it's not bad maybe it's just not that bad and he goes nah it's bad (laughs) I was like god Renee needs to go like meditate somewhere
1: And then he just goes into his room, and she's just like, I got a kid
2: with lumps in his stomach. Lumps in his throat, in his stomach. drita calls because drita you know uh, she loves she
1: kind of what well at one point when renee was ranting about all this stuff just she goes oh
2: god the visits the commissary (laughs) the commissary she has ptsd prison commissary which i'm sure i mean doesn't have a great selection
1: yeah drita calls renee and she goes Hi, Renee, you watching the news? And Renee goes, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am.
2: Yes, I am. This is Renee. This is her Oscar moment.
1: Hi, Renee, you watching the news? You watching
2: the news? Yes. (laughs) Drita goes, who's the rat? Who's the rat? They don't know. 127 arrests. Who's the rat?
1: You know, it reminds me, there was a time in New York where, like, there was this big cocaine bus and a bunch of, like, really privileged, like, Manhattanites who all were, like, attorneys, and they all got arrested because they went through, like, a drug dealer's contact list Mm -hmm. and, like, snooped through his client list and arrested all these people who took money out of, like, an ATM at, like, a Rite Aid in Manhattan. So all these people that, like would never expect to be arrested, got busted, and like it was all people who like live in West Village and stuff and it and they were all like their picture like you saw what they look like and they were all like very like straight lace, like, you know, uppity New York people. Uh huh. And it was just like there were like a hundred and fifty arrests or something crazy. That's wild. And I remember being like
2: <laughs> oh shit. <Penny. laughs> I'm like my dad got busted by the FBI in the '80s for being part of like a some sort of cocaine distribution thing, butch, and ended up in the newspaper. At
1: least you were like young.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't remember it, but it was how old I had I think just been born or was like six months old it was like in the first year of my life as a baby (laughs) born into chaos (laughs) i'm Karen. i'm like my dad's but shane halls you heard of him
1: i mean if you said that i'm sure people would know
2: um but you can google like if you google him the article the archived article comes up and it's very it's very salacious it's some salacious family history that i still don't know like the full scope of the story oh look that's him on like USA Today, or something. we on the news for some baseball stuff. It's him and me. We party. I'll
1: have to look this up later. Oh my God, you and Paul.
2: I know. Yeah. Me and PJC. Wow. He came to the White Girl Problems.
1: I remember I was with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You were there. Memories. I met Butch. Mm hmm. It's an icon
1: look at you astral twins
2: Mm -hmm. i'm not emma roberts (laughs) me wait have you been following her like viral (laughs) i have to say that was
1: a very me video it
2: was it was she was giving me shades of carrie and like and the tongue out at the end kills me but i love when she wrote i think she meant to write like thanks you guys like going viral in my 30s is crazy but there was a typo and it said thanks you gays
1: I think she know I think she meant the gays okay
2: yeah because you know the gays they're <laughs> not gonna let anything slip through their gay little fingers when she's like this she <laughs> <laughs> loved the tongue out of the end is what sealed the deal she was like i <laughs> obsessed
1: <laughs> um, the commissary, the visits,
2: the commissary. Because I don't know. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I almost just laughed so hard that I farted,
2: Renee. Like, I've been a child in a house where people are melting down, yeah. and like, you just have to stay in your room and weather the storm. Uh-huh. And like, I have PTSD of like, Renee. <laughs> Screaming down in the kitchen, like, chaining cigs inside. So chaotic. You're don't like, leave me. AJ, please, please don't leave me. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's not that bad. Oh, we'll take you out to spaghetti dinner. Ma, it's bad. Ma, it's bad. Ma, it's bad. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Drita, you watching the news? Yes, I am. <laughs> Who's the rat? Then who's the kid, rat?
1: Then Karen comes over. I love no, Drita, they all it's like
2: there's not one rat. Like it's 127. It was people. her. Yeah. I love who's the rat? <laughs> well, Drita goes, Who's the rat? Who's the rat? You you uh you got you got any leads? Because I I don't know who would do it. I don't know. This is stressing me out. I gotta go smoke a cigarette. I was <laughs> like Drita, please don't smoke inside and think for the love of God, she did go outside. In Jeez. her like brown juicy track pants and her Uggs, puts Uggs on the railing and smokes a cig.
1: She goes, "Who's the rat? Who's the rat? You got any uh got any leads over there? What's going on, you guys? hear anything?" She tried to she ratted him out to try to get
2: Lee out. Lee out of prison. <laughs> He's like, early. "God, God forbid, my husband. <laughs> I have a question for you, motherfucker, when are you getting out? <laughs> Two years, three years, like who knows?" <laughs> when are you getting out, motherfucker? <laughs> Literally nothing is clear to These women are so in the dark. It must be just, like, crazy-making. <laughs> oh, like, totally. it's got to be horrible. Uh-huh. But it's just, like, so comical because no one knows anything. Uh, she just goes... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Renee gets a knock on the door and she goes to answer it. And you just hear Renee go, before the commercial break, you hear her go,
2: Oh, my God! <laughs> Then just, lo and behold, there's a knock on the door. <laughs> I
1: thought it was going to be Junior.
2: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was on the He's edge like, my- hey,
1: I just was like out of town.
2: Hey, my phone <laughs> ran out of batteries. That would have been really funny. Then Renee got-,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Renee got worked up for nothing.
2: And like he ran out of gas and had no phone. So he just had to walk to get gas. <laughs> it's Karen. I love Drita, too. When she's talking, she goes, they come at five in the morning. That's what they do.
1: And then Carla goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. They all know. Who's the rat?
2: Who's the So who's the rat? Go, Who, no. Who's the rat? Not me. Not me. I'm stressed. <laughs> I gotta go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Side note, following, Drita's a must-follow situation on Instagram. <laughs> She'll, like, narrate these funny pet videos, but with, like, her, like, mafia wife thoughts. So it's, like, two cats fighting. And she's like, Brother. You come into my apartment, you trying to fight me because I found out you were sleeping with my girl? I I'm, hate to break it, but your girl's a hoe. Like It's like so, it's so, it's really good.
1: Oh my God, I'll have to look. She goes,
2: you got a problem. You try and tap me on the head again, you're going to have a lot of bloodshed. <laughs> She's like, but I do. If you have some aggression, you want to get out. I got a problem with the guys upstairs. Brother. It's so, it's amazing. She's truly an artist. These women are artists. They are. They're performance artists.
1: Karen, we cut to her that night, and she's she's drinking a glass of wine, writing her novel. And I just love it. She sits down with, I was cracking up at the scene of her, <laughs> sitting down, holding her red wine and typing on her. Chunky, with her little
2: journal. On her chunky
1: laptop. And the
2: The heading. <laughs> The Garbano crime family. Yeah,
1: she goes. It was a crazy time. That was like the <laughs> opening line.
2: This is literally me trying to write anything. Yeah, her like fondling her glass of wine. Mm. Like it's more probably an excuse to just like have a drink alone. Yeah, but like the way she just like fondled that, I was like, God, made me miss wine. Honestly,
1: she calls back to Scottsdale <laughs> to her hu- to her brother Gerard. That's a slip. Her husband. <laughs> Mm. Freudian <laughs> and she goes hey Gerard do you think daddy would be okay with this what did she ask him if he's like gets his blessing to write all this
2: well she was like when did you first know daddy oh, when she first was when did you first know
1: daddy was in the in, the, in the
2: mafia and he was like it was kind of unclear he's like when they started writing about it in the newspapers and like he was like coming home and dad was cleaning guns and counting money that was just normal I was like wow god and they, she's like yeah and then, like, <laughs> strokes her, her glasses. She's like, mm-hmm.
1: She has one of those chunky laptops. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah,
2: like, kind of a Carrie Bradshaw, like, mm. early days laptop. I love the Gravano crime family. Like, a heading.
1: 1990 was a crazy time for me. That was, like, the <laughs> opening line. And then she goes...
2: She's just, like lovingly fondling her wine, coyly asking all the important questions. Mm -hmm. I just was right. I wrote the life of a writer. The life of
1: a writer. (laughs) She's a real auteur.
2: This is a truly a writer's life.
1: Author's life. And then she goes, anyway, kiss my baby girl and tell her mommy loves her. (laughs) And then he goes, okay.
2: I love. But when she's over at Karen's, she's she decides to go over. This is honestly the best approach to making peace with Renee is to approach her in a moment of like stress freak out. You could, because Renee will be friends with anyone who walks through the door.
1: Well, Renee's upset that Drita and Carla didn't come over. Yeah. She's like, no one comes
2: to see me. But they didn't come over immediately. Yeah, like at, at 7, 7 a.m. Yeah. Like and bring their kids and rope them into like the chaos. Yeah. Like. They have lives,
1: but she wants to. That's what she grew up with. Like the wives coming over and just sitting all day with you, making food, smoking
2: cigs, and like bringing over some lasagna.
1: Yeah, this is what Renee wants. Lasagna. Yeah, she wants tinfoil lasagna and like offerings. Mm -hmm. She wants to be sympathized for.
2: Yeah, and I think
1: she's not getting it.
2: No, and I think these are aha moments for her to some extent. Like. She's learning how to extricate herself.
1: Yeah. I think she's like, I think these other women, like especially Carla, like they're, they're good examples for her. Cause they're like, Hey, like we don't have to live this way. Like mm-hmm. we can choose to not find this acceptable and remain in this cycle. This pattern, this, you know, landing pattern yeah. of just like being in a hold and circling the airport over and over again. Like mm-hmm. we, Renee, grew up in this like toxic environment where there was always calamity. There was always, you know, someone was going to jail and like you and your mom had to come over and sit with them and like, s- you know, sit vigil with them. Yeah. And like bake them ziti and like watch the news and wait for the phone call and like, and you, you know. And you
2: clean up the mess. And you like, clean
1: up the mess. But like, n- but then you also don't clean up the mess. You don't clean up anything.
2: Yeah. It's just part of the process is like, the role you play is like you freak out and call lawyers and like do all the hand wringing and like histrionics. But you, it doesn't have to be that way. No, it's not that way anymore. You're divorced, you're divorced,
1: and like you don't have to, like, like I said before, like all you, your job, your most important job right now as a parent of with a mafia adjacent life is like if your child's father goes down. You have to just be there for your kid. Mm-hmm. He's your priority. AJ's your priority, not you, Renee.
2: <laughs> well, also I think Renee, like, if she were to prioritize herself and put her needs first, true, like, I true. think I think that it's like she you know what I mean. No, I know. And I think she thinks like she's going about this in a very backwards way, where she's like, AJ's so upset. AJ's this, AJ's that. It's really like, no, you're so upset. Like you're in pain right now because you don't want to go through this again. Like she can't even vocalize. Like, I don't want this life. It's like age. I don't want AJ to have this life. It's like, he won't have it. If you don't have it, like you have to lead by example.
1: Yeah. And if she, like you said, if she really like, if she becomes a little more self-actualized and self-aware and realizes like she has these longings and desires to be free of this, then she can be, there for her kid mm-hmm. in the way that I think she's trying to be,
2: but it must be such an identity crisis for What's her too. Because if you don't have this, what do you have? Well, that's
1: what she says. In her, th- she goes to a therapist who has like the most hideous chairs I've ever seen.
2: I would need therapy for
1: the yeah decor. She has like ugly white pleather couches. Shocking! 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 Like
2: you could not process your trauma because you'd be too traumatized by your ass sticking to the pleather seats. Just oh, staring at her.
1: The smell. Mm. But she goes into this therapist, and she's just she basically says like, "I'm 41 years old," and Laura. I caught the end of it <laughs> with Laura when she was watching it. And we both went.
2: Hmm? I was like, "This woman is not like." When this show filmed, as Renee says that. She is a mere four years older than me currently, yeah. and I was like, I don't identify with that level of forty-one.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's very forty-one in Erica. I'm very confused by her. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "I'm forty-one years old," and then she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and "She the goes, and therapist... she goes,
2: she bought it to like the air next yeah. to her."
1: <laughs> I'm th- I'm forty-one years old, and the therapist is like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm?
1: And she, but she basically says like, I, and I don't know who I am because she only knows this, like when you're, when you're in a dysfunctional family and I'm not like trying to educate anyone, I'm just like, when you're, when you have dysfunction, there's a part of you that like craves it and seeks it out. You know what I mean, and I think it's your identity. It's your identity, and like this is the ultimate dysfunction. Yeah, or your
2: identity gets shoved down, and your needs get shoved down to cater to the dysfunction.
1: And in this case, the dysfunction is a murderous parent.
2: Yeah, a like a man who lives a life of crime,
1: (laughs) and is and catering to that, and like basing your outlook on the world from what your dad. What will protect your dad? You know? And, like, even her shunning of Karen is, like... Because her dad is, oh like... Oh,
2: God, yeah. I keep forgetting that her dad... She's
1: really in it. She's really... And it's, like, sad. And I think she is having some, like, insp- you know, inspiring moments of revelation where she's saying things that are actually, like, very astute and cool and, like, makes you think that she gets it a little more. Yeah. But then she... But she's a drama queen. She loves... You know, and I think probably she has an identity crisis, but also she's, like, a woman in, like, a very man-driven family unit and family system where it's, like, the men are the priority and the women kind of just have to, like... So, like, probably in some way, the only way she feels like she can get some some kind of identity is being, like, this hysterical, like, stereotype of, like... like...
2: being a it's how she feels connected to her family still
1: it's really and
2: also it's like think about like you can't date if you're in her situation no like what man is gonna put up with all of that junior yeah but like it's like even if she's not even if they're divorced it's like she's still with him because she's so like does all this emotional labor on his behalf.
1: Yeah. And also like when she was talking, this episode is like, it's hard to like be funny about some of the stuff in this episode. Cause it was like actually like a profoundly dark episode of TV. But like when she's, <laughs> when she calls Sarah, that the the current girlfriend of junior, like Sarah sounds chill. Mm-hmm. Sarah's like, yeah, it's like Renee, everyone is like, read the room, read the room. It's not like he's going to be, he's probably going to get off.
2: Yeah. And it's, not like you haven't been through this exact thing before. Like he's already done jail time. Like the chances of him, I feel like the chances of guys like junior doing jail time and then coming out and staying on like the straight and narrow path are slim to none. Like once you're in that life of crime, you're in in it. Like that's, you're committed to that. Like, especially if he's in the mafia and took like an oath, like, It's not, you don't just like leave that.
1: No, you're like a soldier. Yeah.
2: And so that, it is, it it is what it is. Yeah. And you either are on the roller coaster or you're off the roller coaster.
1: That's what my mom says. The roller coaster has left the station.
2: Dorothy. Dorothy's wisdom. Right. Let's give her a podcast, honestly.
1: Just called Dorothy. It's 15 minutes. Just Mm -hmm. her
2: just her waxing poetic about mm-hmm. whatever she wants to say for just 15 minutes.
1: Telling an anecdote. Mm-hmm. Having a lesson. She always has a lesson.
2: Oh my God. I would 100% produce Dorothy.
1: Do it. Coming soon to
2: <laughs> Coming soon the to... Shane Halls Network.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's really hysterical. It's, it's very hilarious to see her chasing her son around the house. <laughs> like, like a Yeti, like a wild Yeti. AJ, come back!
0: Please,
1: please don't leave me here.
2: He goes. Maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> Ma, it's bad.
1: Ma, it's bad. But I'm okay. <laughs> I cried for five minutes. It's all good.
2: And then he's like, "Stop being a drama queen." Because like, I'm not a drama queen. <laughs> Renee, you've got to chill.
1: Druda, hey Renee, you watching the news? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I am. am. <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
2: I am. Who's the rat? Who's the rat? Who's the rat?
1: You got uh, got any ideas?
2: Just stressing me out. I got to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> These women, I live for them. These women. These women.
1: I almost think Danielle would have been better off in this
2: in this world. They're in... they're at Danielle level energy mm. 24/7. Can you like imagine... Danielle is chill compared to them. Can you imagine
1: <laughs> Danielle paired up with Drita?
2: They would either be thick as thieves or murder each other.
1: Mortal. They're like two beta fish.
2: They would stab, like, they would stab each other in the heart, like, at the same time. They would take out a hit on each other. Who's the rat? Who's. <laughs> my god! It was just Danielle's birthday this past weekend. Really, Leo Queen.
1: A Leo Queen.
2: Yeah, I Who's wouldn't expect anything less from my Leo Queen. D-
1: was she going out in the town?
2: She was at a day had a day at the beach. It looked like. Aww. I was happy for her.
1: Was she alone?
2: No, she was with friends. Who's the rat? Who's the rat?
1: I don't know. I need a panine. I need a panine. I don't know who this rat is. You
2: got any leads? It's definitely not me. Danny. Danny Provenzano.
1: She was probably wearing a wire every time she hung out with Danny.
2: She probably knows like some of the people in these crime families.
1: Probably, Beverly.
2: They know her. Beverly. Oh, God. God love her.
1: Remember, <laughs> remember at the one reunion when Jacqueline was like Beverly, just <laughs> listing all her names.
2: <laughs> Jacqueline, Jacqueline's such a bitch. I know she's <laughs> awful. Team Danielle.
1: Always Team Danielle. I wish
2: Danielle would beat third Mike this podcast. I'm sure she'd have a lot to say about these Staten Island bitches.
1: You want to say it to me again? Scum fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Scum fuck. Absolutely shocking.
2: Danny. Oh my- Danny, Danny Papisano? Papisano?
1: Oh my god! I had another fake account made for my. I'm getting a lot of imposter accounts. I love Instagram. that they
2: message people to tell them thank you for following and appreciating their work.
1: But this latest one was Ikaro, <laughs> so my. I feel like it's a listener.
2: Oh my god, maybe. It was what if Ica- it's me?
1: It's Ikaro Yo. <laughs> it's a thank you for being fan for such a long time
2: gracious at least they're not like spewing like racist shit or like you know what i mean like at least they're just being like gracious gracious (laughs) gracious like just spreading love thank you so much the Ikado way thank you ikato who's the rat who's the rat
1: she was probably trying she was like an informant for the fbi about the manzos
2: oh yeah i'll wear a wire I'll go they're into like, the brownstone and wear a wire, but you need to protect me.
1: She. They're like, Danielle, you don't need- This
2: e- man's a hell's angel. Wasn't, didn't she have a hell's angel?
1: Yeah, Caroline going, I heard there were like hell's angels or something <laughs> there.
2: Like, you she show showed up with the up. mafia, Danielle will show up with hell's angels.
1: Danielle showed up to a baby cancer event.
2: With cracked out with Danny. Danny <laughs>
1: Provenzano, a like, known murderer. A murderer and- and the Hell's Angels.
2: That's fucking boss bitch shit.
1: And then, and then they ca- they didn't donate a single thing. And then Danielle goes,
2: made it all about her. She she walks up <laughs>
1: to the family and she goes,
2: I came here to present a check.
1: And she hands over a check that she didn't write.
2: No. She goes, and now I probably have to leave because they're they're after me. She made the whole thing about yeah. her. I'm <laughs> like, lady, this family's <laughs> baby. Is dying, dying of, of leukemia. Cancer.
1: Like they're, they've been, they're just getting off.
2: They're harrowed. They literally live in the ICU to for their infant, watching the last days of her life slowly pass them by. And you have marched into their event with, wearing
1: probably a bulletproof vest under your dress
2: with Hell's Angels. I came here to present a. Ch- I came here to present a check,
1: and I've been insulted. <laughs>
2: They're like, cool, our baby is dying.
1: Basically, every time I talk about this, I'm like, let's just recap Jersey, Jersey I miss them
2: like hell. I miss them so much. Maybe we recap like Jersey, season the one four. season where she came back. I just can't I help. just my- can't help myself. <laughs> and pulls off your ponytail. Oh my God. You could not turn your back for a second on Danielle. Renee and Danielle, Danielle would
1: have a lot of problems.
2: Yeah. I know you. We need Danielle back on reality television. What the fuck? Can someone make this happen? I've heard of you, she'd say. (laughs) I've heard lots of things about you. How about you, Renee? You and your family. What are you talking about? She's probably, like, fucked one of their husbands. Yeah. At, like,
1: scores or whatever. Yeah. Well, the best
2: thing about Danielle is that she's never been married to a mobster. She just loves the lifestyle.
1: Yeah, Fit right in with these women,
2: yeah. And she just like, like she's like the guma. She's the
1: she's like the dark, like opposite twin of Big Ange. Mm-hmm. Like Big Ange was like benevolent version of Danielle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like she loves she's the her lifestyle. Shadow, like she loves her tether. Yeah, she loves the wise guys, but she's also like does good with what they they give her. She is like an entrepreneur. She was RIP queen. But Danielle is like the chaotic version of, of Big Ange.
2: Small Ange. Small <laughs> Ange. <laughs> you square tits, you faking square tits. Oh my God. Teresa too,
1: like She just said Teresa. I
2: call her Teresa. I call Therese- her Teresa. Teresa. She like, one of the best things just to harp on Gamora a little bit more is like, The interior design aesthetic of these, like, gangsters, like, they live in, like, really shitty, like, buildings, but then the interior is all, like, gilded gold furniture. They have TVs mounted on the wall framed with, like, gold frames. Like, it's so Teresa and Joe vibes, and it's, like, fantastic. deserves its own award for just whoever's doing production design. Because I was like, wow, I get it now. Like, I get like Joe and Teresa's whole aesthetic. Well,
1: I feel like Joe and Teresa are like a
2: little more like straight Italy mob. Also, they're like not mob you realize once you really start to like look into things like i'm sure joe i mean he committed fraud and stuff but yeah. i don't think he's like a gangster no i think he was just but a, i think he's just like a fraudster who like is a bad person yeah and like has what? really bad they just have really bad like euro trash taste
1: but the manzos
2: the manzos are not i have my tested. eye on them i am keeping it a close they're, watch
1: they're like in politics they're yeah. in like
2: they're yeah. the real, and they're more like low key, I feel mm. like. And that's when you know.
1: That's when you know. Anyway, guys, I'm happy that people are enjoying the Mob Wives. I'm loving being sent about Renee's insane face tuning journey. <laughs> She's God a love must her. must
2: follow on Instagram as well. She is on a face tune tip to Helen Bat. I love it. I'm Me like, too. I'm proud of her. I'm, pro- I'm so proud of my girls, and I love. I'm excited to see Renee's evolution as a person. Like this is just such a good, thank you to her sister for capturing this moment and knowing that that's what the public needs to see.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry. I had to be with the wine scene company,
2: Yeah, but well. well,
1: um, anyway, guys, I want everyone to keep telling us what you're thinking about this journey. Um, Guys, then
2: tell us your Staten Island stories,
1: please. More Staten Island stories. Tickets are still on sale for some cities on our tour. Salt Lake cities are second stop and uh, tickets are on sale for that coming in September. Um, Chicago first night is sold out. Second night selling fast. So get on that. New York, Boston, Philly things are coming so get on that tour go to larsmarie.com and look up the tour dates and purchase those tickets
2: yeah uh, we want
1: to we want to lull with you
2: all the links to every city are on my website larsmarie.com and i just can't wait to be i love that we're also doing like we have la and salt lake city ha- handling our like west coast shit but then we really get into like Chicago, Boston, Philly, New York. like mob, mob, we're taking it to like mob cities. and i I love that for us the
1: four big mob cities, yeah, other than huge. like Miami. it's huge, 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 huge. We um,
2: got, you got some bowls. you
1: got some balls. So get on that. um and yeah, we've she's
2: starting hats or selling like hot cakes. a movement. get yours. It truly I was at a rave this past weekend. And was approached by someone with a she's starting. No way. Yeah. Really? It was the best moment of my life.
1: Fantastic. Did they say she's starting?
2: Of course. We started. Oh my god.
1: I've been starting all week.
2: I'm it's I'm in a constant place of starting.
1: Come start with us. Get on the hat. If you come to the shows, wear it to the show and spread the word. Guys, and get vaccinated if you haven't. Yeah, please, please, for the love please, of God, for the love of God, please, please, Dude, do it
2: for us. Because honestly, if this show gets canceled, I'll be starting. I'll be ending.
1: Yeah, if you're coming to the show, just try to get vaccinated before you come. And
2: just do it. Just do it. It's not even that bad. It's not that bad, guys.
1: Just really do it. We don't. We want to get out of this. Talk about holding patterns.
2: I know. And if you want us to like do more shows. You're going to have to play ball. Play ball? You're going to have to play ball. Play ball! All right. Bye. Bye.